Episode 132, Being Brave. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And it has been an exciting week for one. We just, a lot of things are coming together. Um, uh, things that we've been talking to you guys about for the last, I don't know, since the beginning of January. Things that we wanted to do this year. And, and we're getting a live event together for mid-October. Um, you'll see more details forthcoming shortly. We're kind of getting all of our ducks in a row. That's here in San Diego. Here in San Diego. Um, so we're excited to be able to do a live event before 2012. <laughs> like, what year are we in? 2012 wraps up. Yeah. Um, so that's going on. We're bringing on a marriage coach. That's going on. Uh, so there's just a lot of fun, exciting things that you guys have all been a part of your prayers, your support, uh, vision that we had cast at the beginning of the year, things that we wanted to see done. And, you know, it's all, it's all coming together. Yeah, for the live event, if you want to check it out, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash live event, and that will be there, and you can see what's happening, what we're offering, and we'll keep talking to you guys about it, but it's it's something that we know you guys need and want. And it's all about what you guys want to, you know, this comes, this event comes straight from what you guys have told us, Yep, um, tailor fit to all of you. So right. we hope to see some of you there. We'll be talking about it um, since it's not till the middle of October. You'll be hearing about it quite a bit over the next five weeks. Um, but we're ramping up for it. We're super excited uh, to be able to spend the time with you guys one-on-one. Yeah, definitely are. So we're going to go back to last week real quick. So last week's show was called Birds and the Bees. And as we're going through that show, I told you about my education, my sex education from my father. And for those of you who didn't listen or didn't hear it, please go back and listen. The gist of it, my father told me, Tone, this is his birds and the bees talk. Tone, don't get a girl pregnant. And so that's the gist of it. He didn't tell me anything more. Didn't tell me how a girl gets pregnant. You learn those things. But, all right. Heart's beating on my part. You guys know when we talk a lot, especially when you guys have to talk to each other, we tell you do the state of your marriage, right? You have those big talks and this is a big talk that I'm going to give you guys because it's very personal. Um, so I went off to college shortly thereafter and Having not had sex in high school, I was, I was in pretty much in fear of my father and I just had no desire. I had no girlfriend, uh, my sophomore, junior, senior year. So there was no love interest through my high school days. I was very active in student body. Um, I had other things going on. I was a big time cyclist with my buddy and, and other guys so girls weren't on my mind. When I went to college, though, that really changed. That really changed a lot. Like 180 degrees changed. And I really started to learn more about the opposite sex. And to that end, I was willing to have as much sex as I could. 
my first experience was horrible. I will say that. Shortly into my first semester at uh, CU Boulder, I met a gal, and Elisa knows this story. She has heard this story. What I'm going to tell you, though, is something that I've told probably a handful of people. Seriously. Um, so it's just, it's tough. But I feel it, it, it finishes up what happened last week. I met a gal and we began dating. Obviously, sex became a part of that relationship. Because of the lack of teaching and the lack of understanding of how a child is conceived, shortly into this relationship, I got this young woman pregnant. Devastated, mind you. I was only thinking of what my dad would do. Um, just the tone in his voice would be. And so, again, as an 18-year-old boy, this young lady comes up to me and says, says that she wants to have an abortion. And it's at this time that I, I guess, you know, things in life happen. And you bring them into your marriage, right? And they can stay with you for years. I'm talking 21 years ago now, folks. And when she brought this up to me, without thinking twice, I was all over it. Um, I was scared. I was, I mean, I was scared. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know who to confide in. Didn't know who to tell. And because of that, I, I raised the money. I found money and paid for this abortion. Why do I bring this up now? Why do I share something that I have held deep within me and told only a handful of people until this point, 21 years later? It's probably about 21 years this time. Maybe a little bit later. I think it's probably more like November, December, January of my senior or my freshman year of college. So why do I bring it up? Well, because things that happen in our past, they do. They affect us. They affect our marriage many years later. You know, there are days when I do go by, weeks, months, maybe even years, that I have never thought about this. But there are times when it comes up, just like last week, I could sense myself wanting to tell this story so badly. But fear, you know, we talk about this a lot. You know, when you're talking to your spouse and your heart starts beating and the devil just wants you to stay in your little dark hole because he wins the battle. And as I went on through my, as we were going through that podcast, I wanted to, I, I just was scared. I was scared to tell you guys, scared of the retribution, scared of what could happen. Fortunately, God is much greater than I. And all through this week, probably from the time we stopped that recording last week, he was just in my ear. Tony, this is a time. This is the time. Tony, and I would push it away. 
kept pushing away. God, no, I'm, I don't need to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. And it wasn't until yesterday that I finally, Elise and I were taking a shower. And even then, scared to even bring it up to her. She knows about this. She has known about this. But to bring it up to her, to tell her, hey, you know what? It needs to be talked about. There was fear. There was anxiety on my part. And I had to overcome that. I had to let her know because I couldn't have just sprung this on her right here, right now. It would have been really bad. And there are going to be times in your marriage, folks, when there is crap, when there are things that have happened that you don't want to share. I know it. I sense it. I feel it. I know where you're at. I will tell you though, as I share this story and, and at first my heart's beating, you probably could even catch my, my voice was a little short, a little shallow, but as I've gone through it, I feel the weight come off. I feel the ah moment of just, you know what? I've been holding on to something for so long in fear, honestly in fear of what people would say. And, you know, what happened back then, I've asked for forgiveness. And I know I've been forgiven, but it's still tough. It's still really tough to think about what could be. I have two beautiful children now. I'd have a third. So, you know, I hope, I, I, I just hope that You know, if you have something that's really just stopping you from connecting with your spouse, something that's just hindering you from having that emotional intimacy, that that physical or sexual intimacy, that you get outside of your box, you know, you take the stand, you know, it's it's like Peter when he walked on water. He had his eyes on Jesus and he walked on water. And he did something that is absolutely and truly unbelievable. And I believe in you. I believe that you can get out of that box or out of that boat and you can walk on Jesus or walk on water with Jesus's help to get connected emotionally with your spouse. Because when we break down and we let loose of the junk that's inside, like I feel right now, It's just a a sense of just like, ah, it's out there. It's done. It's okay. I'm going to live. And I probably will be able to connect with Elisa more. Fortunately for us, we've talked about this a number of times in the past, but talking to, to her and looking at her as I speak, I mean, I can just sense that connection between us. So I just wanted to bring that up. I felt like I was really holding back last week. And as you know, we're about being real, honest, and transparent. And sometimes, even for us to be real, honest, and transparent, we have to work through those times and work through those issues ourselves. But in the end, we will always be the couple who's going to be there. And it may take us time. It's been 132 episodes. But we're going to do that. 
because we want you to grow in your marriage. And uh, yes, I, I, you know, Tony said, I've heard the story and I, I, I have been aware of this um, for years. I don't remember exactly when it first came up, but I, I've known for a long time about this. And, and I know that Tony's fear comes from, um, it's the fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. that we all have, you know, of our actions, our decisions. And, and, you know, this week's episode, um, so we were standing in the shower yesterday and, you know, we have our, it's kind of like our pre-production meeting and, you know, he's like, well, what are we talking about this week? And I said, I think we're going to talk about being brave. Um, because Friday night, the whole episode came out of Friday night. I had taken, um, our daughter to her first audition to try out to be in a show and she didn't know enough about the experience to be nervous beforehand. So she's just kind of sitting back and, and so I'm sitting outside the audition room cause there were no parents allowed in the audition room. And I hear the music begin to the first uh, to the song that she had said she was going to sing. And then there was a pause and then I heard another song start and there was a pause and I thought, Oh my gosh, I don't think this is going well. Um, but she comes out and she's still smiling. She's got a little packet of candy and she's all ready to go. And so we're walking down the stairs cause it was on the second store floor. And I'm like, so how'd it go? You know? And, and she's like, can we go home right now? Very short with me. And I'm like, well, let's just sit down. There was a couch at the bottom of the stairs. I'm like, let's just sit down. She looks at me and goes, I want to go home right now. I thought, okay, okay, sure. So we get out to the car and I'm putting her in the van and I just look at her and I'm like, honey, do you need a hug? And we've shared with you guys that, that hugs are, are Abby's connection. And so I, I take her in my arms and all of the emotion of that four minute audition comes pouring out of her, her fear, her, her anxiety. Uh, you know, she just, she started, she was shaking and hyperventilating. She was just, she had so like, Oh, it's not what I expected. You know, all these people staring at me and mom, their eyes weren't blinking and, you know, I mean, it was just, it was just this terrifying experience for her. And, you know, so I put her in her car seat and we're driving and, and I got her just to stop, you know, to start breathing again. Um, you know, and we started talking about the experience and about, you know, the fact that she had done something that some people never have the courage to do. Some people are never able to audition. You know, they would love to be in productions. They would, you know, even if it's just a, you know, the tiniest little role just to be up on stage. They've got this dream of being on stage. And yet the idea of going for an audition terrifies them. It paralyzes them. And I I told her, I said, sweetie, it's age six. You have done something that some people will never do. You know, and so this was the conversation, you know, I came home and I, you know, Tony, we met Tony and Alex for ice cream that night. And I'm like, don't ask any questions. We're not ready to talk about it yet. She's got to process it. And that was the other, the other big lesson. Sometimes we are so afraid of what's going on or, or we put ourselves out there. I mean, she just did it. She just jumped into this audition and didn't know enough to be scared. And then after all the fear just kind of like blindsided her like, ah, oh, that was a scary thing. Nobody told me it was going to be scary. And, and I, you know, we were talking to and I were talking about later about the fact that sometimes you just have to process. And it is okay to do exactly what she said. It is okay to say, you know what? I don't want to talk about this right now. Like I'm still trying to wrap my head around whatever this thing is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we've had conversations with her over the weekend, just kind of talking about it just so it doesn't get all locked up inside of her and become a bigger, a bigger deal 
than it was. And um, even and, and our hope that she'll be up to get out of the boat again. Absolutely. And go audition next time. Because as it turns out, she did not make the show. And yes, mom is a little more upset than she is. Yeah, um, Elisa came in the <laughs> kitchen and she's like, Abby didn't make it. And I said, <clears throat> okay, well, I'm sure she's going to be fine with it. And Elisa just sort of, well, and so-and-so made it and this person made it. And I, I finally I was just disappointed. I finally looked at Elisa and I said, "Are you more disappointed than Abby?" And, and the truth is yes, and you know, it's one of those things where you know, it's it's a parental thing. You know, we all have high hopes for our children, and I'm glad that I'm the one who's more disappointed. Oh yeah. So because I. you know, she and I had talked about it on the way to church this morning. Um you know, the whole, well, honey, what if you don't make the show? And she's like, that's okay. We'll go watch it. I think it's more fun to go watch it anyhow. And I thought, all right. But then I had to ask the other question. What if you do make the show? Because she had told me that night after her audition, she's like, I don't want to be in the show. I don't want to be on stage. I don't want to. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll talk about that on Sunday. Because there was still at that point in time, a chance that she might make the show. Um, and she's like, well, that's okay too, mom. And so she had, you know, sometimes when we face our fears, when we do those really crazy things, like like sharing, as Tony just did, something that, you know, some of you may listen to this podcast and go, you know what, that's totally against everything I believe in and I'm not, you know, I mean, you may. My hope is that enough of you will say, you know what, I've got skeletons in my own closet. Thank goodness that there's somebody like Tony and Lisa that will at least share theirs mm-hmm. and to let me know that I'm not alone. That is our hope whenever we, you know, I mean, you guys know we share a lot. I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, wow, I mean, sometimes you guys just lay it all out there. <laughs> yeah, we do. And it's not, it's not to, you know, put another gold star on the Tony and Elisa, you know, board of, oh, we shared something else this week. It's, it's the reality that so many of you are hurting in one way, shape, or form. There are skeletons in your closet. There are bad decisions that have been made. There are fears that are gripping your life right now. And what we want you to know is that you're not alone, that you can be brave in a community that you, you know, it's often you have to do whatever you're afraid of. You have to do that on your own. But when you build up a community, whether it's through one extraordinary marriage or through your network of friends or, you know, people that you've known since you were five, you know, those friends that have just always been there for you. You may have to face the fear on your own, but you're doing it within a community. You have to, ultimately you have to trust God. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, you know, and I had even told Abby when we were getting to church that night, I'm like, I'm just going to say a little prayer for you. And she's like, why? I go, cause I think I need it. <laughs> you know, the, the little mommy nerves. Um, but you know, it was interesting because yesterday Tony took Abby to the beach and they were listening to Casting Crown's Voice of Truth. Um, and if you've never heard this song, Google it, YouTube it, find it. We'll put a link to it here. Okay. How's that? But we're just going to read it. I'm going to read it because, you know, we, we try not to do any of those infringement on yeah. music things. But we're, we're trying to, we're learning. We're learning. We don't want to get anybody mad. But the, the beginning says, Oh, what I would do to have the kind of faith it takes to climb out of this boat I'm in, onto the crashing waves, to step out of my comfort zone to the realm of the unknown where Jesus is, and he's holding out his hand. But the waves are calling out my name, and they laugh at me, reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed. The waves, they keep on telling me time and time again, Boy, you'll never win. 
you'll never win. But the voice of truth tells me a different story. And the voice of truth says, do not be afraid. And the voice of truth says, this is for my glory. Out of all the voices calling out to me, I will choose to listen and believe the voice of truth. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing in that we hear so much of Jesus, you know, right there, come to me, walk on the water, Peter coming out of the boat, um, the voice of truth, listen to the voice of truth. I want to talk about the waves because the waves laugh and we're in marriages. Usually we're, we're stepping out of that boat to share something with our spouse. There, there's some, there's some friction going on. There are walls that have been built up. And what we're doing is we're stepping out of that, that boat onto those waves. The problem is that the waves might be our spouse, you know, and that is really tough. And so for you spouses out there that are listening and wondering what to say when your spouse gets out of the boat. There's a great quote that we put up on our Facebook page that I just love. Communication is a, is about understanding, not reply. You know, we are so quick to reply to our spouse. You know, that's, that's that wave of just going, well, let me fix this. Well, do it this way. Well, do it that way. Why don't you do it this way? So short and curt, and that can really blow up the conversation when your spouse is just wanting you to listen and understand where they're coming from. And so for those of you who are willing to share, you know, hold on to the truth because he's there. Spouses listen to understand, not to reply. And I know it's tough. Don't get me wrong. I, I fall victim of this numerous times, especially when we have jabbering kids in our ears and things are happening and we're trying to multitask, which I hate. I, I hate it. I, I don't want to be a multitasker. I want to be a single tasker. You know, I want to singularly focus on what's at hand. And when my spouse is speaking to me in a way that is that is going to allow her to grow and get out of the boat, I want to be singularly focused. I don't want to be multitasking, you know. So it may come to that point where it's like, honey, we need to take some time and we need to talk about this. Please let's do it when we have the opportunity, the ability to focus solely on each other. Because I think that's where we mess up a lot of times. We're trying to have these big conversations and we're trying to multitask and we think we're all so brave and bravado and look at me. I'm the mom that can cook. I can wash dishes. I can do the laundry. I can wipe my, no my kid's snot and I can do it all within five seconds. Or I'm the dad that can, you know, check his email, you know, paint, paint the side of the house, work on the car. You know what? Uh, it, too much multitasking. I, I, I'm, I'm here and I say that because I do it a lot too. And all it does is it causes me more angst, more issues, especially when Elise and I are trying to have these conversations that need to be had. And it's... <sighs> 
it's so easy. It's so easy to fall into that. And and it's so hard to be brave. It is so hard to be brave because being brave requires very much like it says in that Casting Crown song that you step out of your comfort zone. And it is so easy just to stay there. It feels good. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it does. When we're in our comfort zone, you know, there's no confrontation. There's no anxiety. There's no you know, questioning the what ifs. It just, you know, it's it's like a nice bowl of macaroni and cheese and all cuddled up on the blankets, you know, on a cold winter's night, you know, that whole kind of like cuddly cozy. That's what our comfort zone's like. And yet, yeah, that's not, that's not working for most of us. Mm-hmm. Our comfort zone is not working, folks. We are We are experiencing relationships where things are not going deep because we're not brave enough to tell the truth. We're not brave enough to put ourselves out there and say, this is really who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, and so we have all of these surface level relationships. We have, we have secrets from our spouses. We have, you know, unfulfilled lives because we're not brave enough to go out there and get it. And it's like I told my daughter driving home that night, I said, you know, I learned so much from you on a daily basis. I mean, this is the girl I think we shared with you guys um, earlier in the spring during baseball season, you know, Alex's baseball field was right next to a football practice field. And, you know, so of course there are goalposts at the end of the practice field. And this little girl of ours figured out how to shimmy, how to up. shimmy up 10 feet, go across the goalpost and go back down on the other side. Yeah. That girl's crazy. Okay. Now, one of her other little friends did it. And when she was coming down, she broke her foot. And so, you know, her ankle, her ankle. And, um, so she obviously got the don't ever learn. I mean, Abby was doing, you know, hanging from her knees at the top of the goalpost. And all these moms are like, well, aren't you going to stop her? Like, aren't you going to tell her to get down? And I said, and have her be miserable mm-hmm. for the three hours. We're at baseball. Are you kidding me? She's having the time of her life. She loves Love this. It. Why am I going to tell her no? Why am I going to squelch her ability to go do that? Why am I going to squelch her ability? Like when she was selling Girl Scout cookies this year, you know, when she had to knock on that first door of a house, we didn't know. Scary. Scary. But you know what? She did it. And she did it because somebody was standing beside her. Sometimes we need to say to somebody in our circle, you know what? I need you to come with me. I need you to hold my hand. Mm -hmm. I need you to listen. I'm in a really bad place. I'm in a scary place. I am beside myself and I need help being brave. But you know what? Just like Abby after that first house where she knocked on the door and somebody actually told her no for Girl Scout cookies. She didn't quite get that. She's like, really? Why not? Yeah. Um, The Girl Scout cookies. Come on. But she was able to go to the next door and she knocked on that door and she knocked on the next door. And you know what? I mean, some people can't ever sell themselves. My six-year-old's figured out how to do it. My six-year-old has walked into an audition not knowing what was coming at her and faced it. And we're talking about auditioning next year. We're planting that seed that, you know what, just because you didn't make it this time doesn't mean you won't ever make it. So you guess what? You try again. Mm-hmm. And that's what some of us grown-ups have to realize in our lives, in our relationships. Sometimes you have to try again because you didn't get it right the first time. And you've got to be brave enough to try again, whether it's communicating with your spouse when you have a bad argument and you're like, oh, I blew that one. 
Well, you don't stop communicating with your spouse. Guess what? You try it again. Or if you've got that skeleton that you haven't shared, guess what? Maybe just like Tony, I mean, I, I obviously, you know, this is audio, so you guys can't see it. But prior to him, you know, when I was doing the intro for today's show, his eyes are welling with tears. They're all red. He's starting to do the hand thing that I know I've described to you guys where he like clenches his fists because they get all sweaty. I mean, I could see the anxiety rising. And the last thing he said to me before I recorded the intro was, I need to go first. We can't chit chat a lot today. I need to go first because if I don't go first, I might lose my courage. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's what you got to do. Sometimes you just got to plow right in and go, okay, I got to say this. I got to do this. And, And know that there might be some ramifications. There might be some fallout. Some of you have got skeletons in the closet that are going to cause fallout in your relationships. That is the reality. But I can guarantee you that keeping those secrets will cause more fallout. That being scared and living inside a shell and not having a full life will not only hurt the people around you, but it's going to hurt you. Who wants to live a life where they are constantly feeling anxious? Who wants to live a life where your breathing is always so shallow because you just can't take that full breath because you're just so, you know, wound up tight and scared. And I don't care if this is in your relationships. I don't care if this is in your business. Sometimes businesses, you know, you business owners out there, you got to step out and change directions. You've got to, you know, say, you know what? Somebody's not going to like what I'm doing. Like I said earlier, some of you may not like what Tony had to share tonight and it may turn you off from the show. If that's the case, you know, thank you for being a part of our audience. We're sorry to see you go, but that's who we are. Hopefully not. Hopefully I've given you courage to speak. Absolutely. Because you know what, folks? That's what it's about. It is about learning how to face your demons, being brave and saying, you know what? I want to live an authentic life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hide behind these things anymore. I want people to know who I really am. I want my husband or my wife to know the true me so that I know when they say I love you, they're saying I love you warts and all. I know what's, I know what baggage you brought into this relationship and you know what? I still okay. love you. Yep. I still love you. You yes, you did that. Yes, he, you know, he did that. She did that. We made this decision, that decision. They're all there. Nobody is perfect. I you know, I've, I've had a lot of material for the show from Abby this week. Um because yesterday she had had a fight with Tony and she started telling me about all the things that Tony should do to fix this. Right? You know, well, daddy should do this and daddy should do that. And I looked at her and I said, "Wait a minute." wait a minute, you're in this relationship too. Where is your responsibility? You know, part of being brave is taking responsibility for your own actions, taking responsibility for those skeletons, taking responsibility for those decisions Mm -hmm. and saying, I did this. I own it. It's not something I'm proud of, but this is part of who I am. And all of your life experiences, folks, even the ones that you think are inconsequential or the ones that you don't like, they all shape who you are today. Right. So you've got to acknowledge them. 
you've got to get out of the boat and bring all your baggage with you and put it at Jesus's feet and say, here I am. And here's the big thing. And when Elisa brings up, Hey, you got courage in a business or in your marriage, wherever it might be. We've been doing this for 132 episodes. Now we're finally at the point where we are bringing on an expert marriage coach and we're bringing that person on and we're going to introduce you to her here in the next month or so as we, as we develop this out. The reason we're bringing her on is to help you through this because we hear from so many of you that it's tough. You're listening, you're getting it, but you're having that, that lack of courage, accountability to move through. And we don't want that. We want you to continue to be able to grow in your marriage. We want you to grow individually. And to do that, we want to be able to help you do that with somebody that we truly love and trust who knows Tony and Elisa. And it's not like we're not going to be there right beside her helping her and doing things. But we know from you guys that there, there are some struggles. Mm-hmm. And we're we're gonna we're we're growing, and and I bring this courage up because for us, it's taking faith in Jesus. Going, where are you taking us? Where are we going, Jesus? You know, there were nights over the last couple of weeks where seriously I can sleep like a log, but really have had some anxiety at nights, just thinking about what are we doing bringing out a live event. I mean, we have now, now we're, we're going to do the first one in October. And again, that's one extraordinary marriage.com slash live events. And you'll see the first one, but we have three of them that we're considering bringing the message that we have to churches. You know, it's, it's taken us this long though. I want you guys to know that. And a lot of it has been because we haven't been willing to jump out of the boat. Mm-hmm. We feel safe. We feel, we feel comfortable behind the mics. We feel comfortable on Facebook. We feel comfortable on emails with you guys. But there's one thing that Elisa and I truly know, and that is we're passionate about you. We love you guys. And when we say that, it's not trite. It's not something just to say to to you know, make you feel lovey-dovey, you know, we love you guys. There are days when my heart and my mind is on you, praying for you. Mm -hmm. You know, the good stuff that's going on in your marriages, the tough stuff that's going on in your marriages, you know, that we can be that resource for you, that we can put our arms around you and go, you're loved. You may not feel it right now. You may be in a good place and not feel it. I've been there too. You know, you may be in a bad spot and you're just like, nobody understands me. No, somebody probably does because we've all gone through junk and we love you. We do all of you. I mean, I I don't know what, where we're going to go. I just know when I hear this message, it's a lot of it is for us because we don't know what's going to happen to one extraordinary marriage. Like Lisa said, we're laying it at his feet and the ultimate goal is to impact you 
so that you can continue to move on and forward on this journey. You know, we call life, we call marriage. It's, it's fun and it's exciting. And it sometimes takes a lot of work though. It doesn't just happen as much as I would love it to, as much as I would just be like, yeah, that would just be so awesome. But the day to day of being committed in a relationship, in a marriage takes work. And if you're willing to do that, your spouse is willing to do that. Miraculous things can happen. And it's never too late. You know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, um, a year ago, we were ready to give up this whole venture. Adventure. Episode 84. Eight, uh, <laughs> episode 84. 84. So. And, and I've heard that from a, a number of you who've seen us, you know, at our church or around town or even emailed going, I'm so glad you guys didn't stop. And you know what? So are we. We are. And and we look at where we've been in the last year. Um, okay, because so if it's episode 84, 52, 136. So mm. we're a month away from yeah. where that was. Um, you know, but it took, it took courage for the friend who called me out when I said that we were quitting. Right. To say something to me. Yes, Miss Jan. Miss Jan. I, I don't know. Thank I you, Jan. Yeah. Um, I've shared it with her that she has made a difference in more lives than she will ever know by calling me out and saying, you better check your motives on this one. Um, and, you know, I look at all the little times where we have let fear mm-hmm. hold us back from reaching out to all of you. And, and we usually, you know, we usually get there. It's just, we're a little slow sometimes. And so we know that it's a process. Being brave, you know, no one is, is born with this, you know, shield that you just put on and, you know, you're your favorite superhero. You're like, I can do anything. I can leap from, you know, tall buildings in a single bound. And I can, you know, always tell the truth and never have any anxiety. And, you know, I am superhero man, whatever. Um, the reality is, is don't give up on yourselves. You know, you can overcome your fears. There, there's a whole community here at One Extraordinary Marriage um, that supports you and your spouse that wants to see you have that extraordinary marriage that stands behind you. And I know, I know there are people throughout the Facebook pages. I know there are people that listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher and um, stream it right off the website. You know, you guys listen to us in so many different ways. And I know just from the emails that we've received that there are a large number of you praying for the other couples mm-hmm. that are listeners to this podcast. And, and I know that your prayers are working because couples are, you know, spouses are getting brave. They are sharing their deep, dark secrets. They are, they are having the courage to try new things to, you know, and 
I mean, it, it can be something as simple as trying a new position. I mean, sometimes that's where your bravery comes in to, you know, making a job change, to adopting children. I mean, you guys know we've covered a spectrum over the last couple of years, and all of those things take bravery. Mm-hmm. And, and it takes bravery to share your stories with us. And I can tell you that, you know, handfuls of you do this every single day. You trust us. What I would encourage you to do is trust the other people in your life. Trust them. Be brave with them. Find those people that support you, that love you, that will be there, you know, at two o'clock in the morning when you make the phone call because you're just, you know, you're having one of those anxiety nights or we'll call, you know, if you call up and say, hey, can we have lunch tomorrow? They'll make it happen. Build that community locally, wherever you are, but stay plugged into one Mm -hmm. because we're going to help you be brave. You're going to see it in people's stories when they post them on the Facebook page or when they post them on under an episode, Um, you know, because I read those stories. Tony reads those stories. I'm like, wow, you know, look at where they've come. You know, when you share when you share your, your, your before and after stories, it's Oh my gosh, some, they're all mind-blowing. I, I can't even say some of them are because everyone is a step of faith. You, you got out of the boat. You listened to the voice of truth. You didn't let all those other voices telling you that you can't do something hold you back. And that's what we want for you and your marriages. Yeah. All right, we got a shout-out tonight. Got this on the Facebook wall and Please do this as well. If you are about to celebrate an anniversary, put it up there. Let's let's celebrate with you. Let everybody celebrate with you. Man, it's one year, 40 years, or anything in between or more. Put it up there. You know, I think marriages more and more are just getting attacked, and we need to celebrate them. So celebrate. Celebrate when you learn something new or you overcame something that you and your spouse have been working on. Celebrate it. So this one goes out to Aaron and Jessica. Congratulations on 11 years of marriage. We are super excited for you guys, and we are truly humbled and blessed to know that you guys listen to us. Thank you so much, and congratulations on 11 years. We hope you guys have a fantastic day, evening, whatever you guys do together. We hope you guys just love on each other and have a fantastic time all right you guys to close this up once again go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash live events you will find out about our first live event that we are holding here in san diego it's going to be fun if you have questions you can get a hold of us at info at one extraordinary marriage.com Or you can call us, 858-876-5663. We have had a wonderful evening. We want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you guys thought about what I brought up earlier in this show. I want to know. I want to know where you stand. And to that, I love you. We love you. And have your guys a fantastic week.